Welcome to the fourth episode of Behind the Bar. Once again, I'm your host, Mike, from At The Bar Podcast. Joining me, as always, for the fourth episode in a row, the stunt double for Vin Diesel on Guardians of the Galaxy, it's Jeff. That was me. I forgot about that role. (laughs) Next to him, we have Mike number two from episode two. Hello, Mike. How are you? I'm uh, doing pretty well. Good. And completing the square here, the man, the myth, the legend, David from the Central Florida Craft Beer Enthusiast. Orlando Craft Beer Orlando. Enthusiast. Hey, guys. How's See, it going? Close. How are you doing, David? I'm doing good, Mike. How are you? I'm fantastic. So we cracked open a bottle that David brought in, as always, because he's so fancy. If you want to tell us what this is, that's awesome. Okay, Awkward. so this is Pipeworks. Uh, the name of the beer is Sherbet. It is a IPA, Imperial IPA, brewed with honey and mango puree. Okay, so I'm probably not going to like this beer. You, you should it's really good, though. It's really good. It, is, like is it, it pulled a 4.4 on Untapped out of 3,707 ratings. So I hope that's got some clout. So where is... Um, pipe works at oh he doesn't like it sorry you don't like <laughs> it's, it it's all right. be okay. honest it's out of chicago illinois all right oh mike uh, poor mike is it that bad i love it really it's just lingering grapefruit yeah yeah isn't it, I, I, so I, grapefruity for a mango i i didn't brew it <laughs> why not call them up and ask them mike mike number two how you like it i like it i pretty much like most ipas uh, you're a trader it's gonna be hard it's going to be hard to find an IPA that I, that I really am not going to like. You, I mean, I'm not I, a huge IPA fan, but I, 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 I like it. I mean, I like the mango, but like the grapefruit with the hop just really doesn't gel what with me. What about that honey, though? Let that, me try again. That, that tad bit of honey at the back? That like smooth. Here, let, let's do this real quick after you take that sip and let's get your comment. And then I, okay. I, got, I got something for you to do. I don't like the linger. I like the, the, the very front of it. Honey lingers. I can taste the honey, but the grapefruit and the hop just. Okay. Take. Uh, this is from wine tasting. Take a, a tiny, tiny sip, uh-huh. swish it around your mouth, uh-huh. drop it down. It should have little like to no hot. flavor because what's going to do? It's going to you're going to mix it in with your saliva. Okay. As soon as you're done, as soon as you're done doing that, immediately take probably uh, a triple that and and take a nice good sip of it and then let it okay. let it finish in there. Let's see what that does. A tiny sip, swish it around, drink it, and then take a gulp afterwards. Still tastes like shit. Wow. Okay. Now try this. Stand on one leg. Okay. Turn your hat around. Okay. Now you're not thinking about it. Now take Close. a sip. Close your eyes. Close my eyes. He just got an erection. <laughs> no, still don't like it. You're the only one. I mean, it's not bad. I've had worse, but I would I would probably not buy it. I would. I would, I would trade it. I would definitely yeah. buy this. I would trade it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't Dude, look at the like look at the bottle it. the bottle um, art. I know, it's like a unicorn throwing up rainbows. It's awesome. It is is a dead unicorn. He has a dead unicorn. Do so you remember we had that abduction on the first episode? Yeah. Uh, was it Mocha? Something like so, that yeah. mint truffle or something. Blah blah blah. Yeah yeah yeah. Like that a, was Pipeworks as well. A dead fish in the garbage can too. <laughs> make, I'm just making sure Mike's number two's mic's on because it looks like it's off. Anyway, it's on. okay. So I had nothing planned. For this episode, because Dave is having his bottle share here soon. So, since I'm always prepared, I have some backup topics ready for us. Since there's four of us, we never had this many people on. It's a crowd. So, it's a crowd. So, I looked up some craft beer news that we can talk about. As Jeff can see my computer monitor. First topic, Sweetwater's looking to expand a second brewery. Thoughts? Where do they want to do this? Out west. Of course. Well, everybody out west is moving east. It's logical for somebody east to move west. Um, Where out west? It, do, it doesn't say, but I would assume Oregon or California. Uh, yeah. California's got the... California. Yeah. California, the southern, yeah, southern middle part it of it's fire. drought. It's on fire. <laughs> so That's it wouldn't, a bad move they, There's right water. Now. Yeah, the there's water There's plenty of water in Oregon. Actually, I heard Oregon. that the California is so dry that... It's pulling water from Oregon, Arizona, and making them into, go into a drought. I don't Not, know if this is related at all, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Sweetwater as InBev in the next two years. So. They, I, I thought they got bought out by InBev. 
No, not officially yet. Not that I've heard. I could have swore but, they I did. I mean, I think that they, they're in 17 states, all East Coast more or less. They, they kind of have tried to expand further than that. They've set themselves up to be in Bev. They've restructured their entire uh, hierarchy within the company to, to mirror an in Bev kind of hierarchy. Um, they got rid of a lot of their of their reps in the areas and uh, have restructured. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them be in bed very soon. But don't don't float the me. mainstream, Jeff. I don't float the mainstream. And I'll be honest with you, um, I could probably care less about Sweetwater. So I'd probably be the one that uh, gets a little flack. Not a fan. No, not really. I'll, not I'll, 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 I'm with you on that one. I'm not just too watered impressed down. With, just kind yeah, of. I mean, they brew their beer mediocre. like macro. Like, yeah. Nah. It's there. I, You're like, eh. I'd rather drink local. No big deal. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? I bought a few sweet waters before, only when it's like too late to go to a real liquor store. You have to buy something at like 7-Eleven, and I need an IPA. And it's just like, I guess <laughs> yeah, I got to buy. just get Breckenridge orders and put them down all night yeah. long. Because they're at like every gas station, and they're such an amazing beer. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. I'll, drink, I'll drink vanilla porters all day. I don't care. I mean, it says in the article here that they, brought, they bought a, a Pyramid's old brew system. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see. It's a uh, four-vessel system, 130-barrel uh, brew house, 31 fermentation tanks, and three three silos. So it's going to be a big brewery. So what you're saying is they're going to continue. They're going to increase their mass production that they already Correct. have now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. There's no t- – I, I, I just don't feel that their core stuff has any attention to detail. It's I mean, just mass produce. It's just it's just turn and burn. It's let's make a profit. Ooh, let's get to this next one because I want to talk about that. Okay. Let's just make a quick profit and, and uh, they have the distribution set up and they, ha- they have like, the ability to sell it themselves, so they make money. It sells. It's upsetting. It sells, but unfortunately, there's so much better stuff out there in your local breweries. Yeah. And unfortunately, this stuff sits on sits on shelves and doesn't sell. Right. And there's stuff at these local breweries that should be sitting on the shelf. Yeah. And should be available for purchase. I mean, that's some we talked about in episodes one and two. And, and yeah. Jeff, I think it was the one that made the point is that these breweries just want to hit distribution. They don't care about quality. They just want to get the, the name out there and and they call themselves craft beer. So well, What I don't understand is how they get the following in the first place. Without being a small brewery for a, a lot while. A lot of them have residual following from when they first came in the market before yeah. anybody else came into the market. Or they have the same customers that cannot tell you a difference between Blue Moon being a Belgian beer or a United States beer. So, so you have these people that just their lack of lack what of knowledge. Mean, that's a Belgian white wheat. No, it's <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, no, that's the problem is that there's a lack of uh, knowledge on the consumer's part, and they just buy. They come. They come to here. They come to. They go to Publix. They go to wherever, and they see something that's not Budweiser, and they think I'm drinking craft beer when in fact. I mean, it should be they labeled as macro. They just, they don't, just know, don't know. Yeah. They I just have respect know. for somebody who, who goes into a store and sees Sweetwater and says, okay, I know I don't want Bud Light, so I'm going to go with Sweetwater. I, right, I, I right, agree. Right, right. Cool. I they're, agree. They're trying to up it. And, I, I agree. And but, it is better. But those people need need to seek out their local breweries. They really do. And, yeah. and see what quality tastes like. Right. Uh, I mean, I got to give Sweetwater credit. They do a lot of, uh, you know, uh, Funding for you know ev- the environment and going green. So I mean, yeah. they have a mentality of craft group, but their execution but besides, is besides questionable. Their core, besides their core brand, some of their stuff's decent. They had a red eye, a red rye IPA in their tackle box a couple years ago. I, I think they replaced their tackle box with a uh, with an IPA survival box. I believe yeah. is what they were talking about doing. Um, I don't know if they ever went out, went ahead and did it, but I mean, they did a lot with hops before hops was a thing on the East Coast, and that's. I mean, they they kind of did some cool stuff, and they're just kind of stuck doing that same stuff. It's just stick to what's making money, right? right. Um, but at the end of the day, um, you're going to drink something that's mass produced. Their 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 flagship 420. It's just just weak, man. Just just real weak. weak 420, and man. You know what's going to be real rough though <laughs> is when they when they end up in a market out west where hops is so predominant that and they're they're already struggle. You know, trying to be the hoppiest extra pale ale and the hoppiest. I, yeah. You want you want to take their IPA and compare it to Lagunitas. When you, Torpedo when or even their out, pale yeah, When they get out there in the world of, uh, you know, the, like the freaking Napa Valley breweries. And they won't the match up. People who are doing all these crazy IPAs. There's no way they can and, hold up out I mean, west. You're going to tell me with Coronado out there and Stone and, and all these people who are doing yeah. this crazy hockey stuff, Lagunitas, like they're going to have to adapt. Hops. 
They're going to have so to good. adapt, you know, in a real. I big think. Way. I think. Yeah, the that West Coast is pretty established amazing. in terms of the breweries. Sierra Nevada up there. They, they, they do. Yeah, I mean, Sierra yeah, Nevada with the extra pale ale. Even their even their lighter lighter IPAs are better than the Force One East Sweetwater. Yeah, that, but again, the focus needs to be on drinking local. Go to people that are that are really working on each batch and trying to fine tune that batch into what would be a tasty IPA. Right. Or pale ale than just a widely mass-produced watered-down. Really, is for drinkability. Right, right, right. What, is, what does Budweiser do? They make beach boat, beach boat edge drinkability. <laughs> they're they're doing we it for drinkability. <laughs> I mean, any of us can sit here and probably chug down a twelve-pack of cans, no problem. A Budweiser. I was oh, shotgun sexy. Oh man. Yeah. Not, I mean, <laughs> it, it's drinkability. If you wanted to get a buzz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think. Yeah. I mean, I could care less. So, so before we move on to the next one, Dave, you think that's a good move for them? Um, I think it's a smart move. For uh, Sweetwater to move out west? Just, yeah, just why not make, um, why not buy another brewery or some equipment, open a building, mass produce your beers even more, and get them out to more people, make a couple more sales. They're not going to, they're, they're going to lose a little bit of money initially. They'll make it back up in their mass production. And if they need to, if something happens over here, they can always produce out of there and deliver right, it over right, here. Right. So for financially... Yeah. It works. Financially, it's a good move. But for the craft beer community, eh. Mikey. Well, for, uh, as far as visibility, ahead, sorry, I didn't want to no, It's that. okay. Yeah. Uh, as far as, like, visibility of their brand goes, it's a great move, and it's, and it's a logical move for them. They're already borderline macro. Uh-huh. They're not fighting any battles to be more craft. So for them, they're like, they have one direction to go, and it's, and it's uh, you know, towards the macro side. So opening up another brewery is, is exactly what they need to do, and it's a smart move. I don't know about out west. Uh, I, I just, I think they're competing in a hot market with a hoppy, with a hoppy style. Yeah. That's their thing is, is kind of East Coast. Yeah. And they, I mean, even, even their, you know, pale ales and their IPAs are all like West Coast style IPA. We're super hoppy, and it's not. So I, I just think uh, that market's going to eat them up a little bit, but. You know they're getting visibility. They're getting into more states, probably, and it's it's the right move for them. So you think it's it's the right move for oh, the yeah. Sweetwater? You can even argue that any any craft brewery that's growing out of its own market is becoming not a craft brewery anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole. But but when someone opens a business, their idea is to grow and make money for the most part. And so eventually, I think everyone's going to get to that point where they have to make a decision of. Or do they want to grow and expand and, and move to another market, or do they want to continue yeah. to do what pays the bills and stay as small as they are? Yeah, that's that big fish, little pond, or little fish, yeah. big pond scenario. Yeah, if, we, yeah talked we talked about, about last, last time. Yeah. If if we could, for one of the topics for the next show, I know Thanksgiving there's not going to be a show, but for me the follow up show after that, if we could, I'd, I'd definitely like to go really in depth on the topic of the bubble. The craft beer bubble, oh, absolutely. So, yeah. just as a reminder, me too. Yeah, yeah I have it written down because yeah. I got, I've got some uh, good insight and some some uh, projections of what's going to happen. You're yeah. Talking about like when you drink a lot and then you get that bubble in your stomach, and then you burp, <laughs> or you it goes at the other end. <laughs> you mean vomiting? <laughs> no. That or bubble, the other, yeah, or the other end. Good. So, that's Mike, tomorrow. Mike, you think that's a good move for Sweetwater to go out west? I mean, they're they're at the point where they need they, they got to do something, right? They're going to be yeah, either sitting where they're at, or they're going to grow and expand and expand production to the other side of the country. Hey, so, it'll make that uh, sale for InBev more. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> so you think it's a good move? For, yeah, for them. Financially? Yeah. yeah. I do, too. In the long run. So the next, the next article, with Jeff is looking forward to as he's eyeing the computer here, Woodchuck is releasing another cider for their Out of a Limb, Out on a Limb series, called Hot Cha-Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha-Cha. With chili peppers. That's the only reason I wanted to talk about this, because I saw it was called Hot Cha-Cha-Cha. <laughs> so it's um, pretty much we, we talk about treatment and treating beer uh, beers and ciders. So they're treating it with chili peppers. Um, I haven't read these articles, so I'm totally not prepared. Um, it's it, it's uh, coming out actually now. It's uh, five point five percent. So yeah, it's uh, woodchuck with chili with with chili peppers. You guys excited for it? I am actually. Uh, I I like pepper beers. I like treated ciders, and 
I'm, I chug a lot of ciders, so it'll be a fun one for me to chug because then I'll probably roast my face afterwards. Be nice and sweaty, um, nice and sweaty when you're done with it. Yeah, it'll be yeah. it'll be fun. But honestly, uh, I, I saw Billy's Chili's in the store the other day. <laughs> I almost bought you one just because I didn't <laughs> hate it that much. God, I wouldn't, but, I wouldn't um, drink it. I love that beer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just gonna throw but, that out there. I, oh. I, I mean, I am excited for it. I mean, Woodchuck, we know we know what it is. It's a mainstream, probably. I mean, yeah, them or Angry Orchard, number one and number two ciders. They're very sweet, and this is something different from them so I, i'm very excited for it i think it'll be cool woodchuck i mean for what they for what they put out they're a quality cider they, i mean that's why they're doing so well at it it's a sweet cider everybody knows that yeah. but for i mean woodchuck amber how many people have not loved woodchuck Love amber it. at some point in their it life? helped me yep. it helped you know? me so I, i'm excited for woodchuck to do something and you know they're going to do a good job with that with is that it cider. angry orchard uh budweiser uh or, or reds no, is reds angry, reds reds is an, an ale orchard is uh is I thought they're Adams, I believe. So they're okay. Yeah. Uh, Mike, are you are you excited for chili pepper woodchuck? Delved into the the realm of ciders at one point many years ago, and I've pretty much stayed away from them since then. Yeah. Being that I, I pretty much drink specifically IPAs. Well, then you probably uh, love woodchuck hopsation. I'm not a great, fa- <laughs> not a big fan of uh, the sweeter. Yeah. Ciders or anything, but like I've never even heard of that one. Was I was a big fan of hop ciders when they all came out with a hop cider. Hopsation was good. Woodchuck. Yeah, it was good. Um, I'm excited. uh, Create creatively for it. Uh, They're out of uh, out on a limb series. It's kind of. uh, Well, we kind of. It's like okay. Now we got. It's okay, but yeah, we're gonna have to get some. So I'm excited for. Obviously, I try. I'm a big Woodchuck fan, but uh, I mean, they're out on a limb series. It's kind of. Boston, when you get us right. that whale ball beer. The which one? The whale ball beer. God. We want we're, that weird beer, not, man. We're going to every, every we're show. About it. Every show. <laughs> we are gonna dead serious about getting <laughs> that whale ball um, beer. My thoughts on Woodchuck, because I'm glad you guys asked. Thank you. <laughs> Good segue, David. <laughs> cloying, cloying, sweet, um, overly sweet, not necessarily needing to be that sweet. Um, uh, smart for clientele, females. Um, people trying to get in craft beer. Good segue. Um, I was at a point where Woodchuck Amber helped me get into craft beer and buy something oh, other than Budweiser. So yeah, I will always give them the respect that they deserve. That's exactly where ciders fell for me. I was drinking a ton of Budweiser, Bud Light, or anything. Like. Segway. So I was like, oh, this looks there's different. And I started drinking that, and then all of a sudden, like, it was easier to get into ciders than it was to get into like an IPA because of the drastic taste difference. So. Yeah. And, and and I also drank I drank wine before I went I went from craft beer to wine or I'm sorry I went from regular macro beer to wine, and then Woodchuck was good because it was a sweeter it had that you know that that little bit of depth in there, um, but at the nowadays if I try to drink any of that stuff I, just, I it's it's impossible. Uh, I love it. It's a great like go on a date. And you like craft beer, so you go to a craft beer bar, and then your girlfriend or girl that you're on a date with doesn't like it so much. You're like, oh, I'll find you something, and you just resort to some cider. Smart. And I think every boom. man is gonna pull out the cider card. Like, oh, yes. let me get you cider. a reorder, a woodchuck, or recordalig. Oh I can't believe I recordalig, 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 passion fruit, you're dude, good. dude, you're on ice, golden. and just, I mean, it's just like, you know what happens when ice, like if you put it in your hands, it gets all me- like melts in the water. Yeah, that's the woman. That's that's women. <laughs> you give them recorder like passion fruit. <laughs> Advice from David Boston. <laughs> I'm helping you guys out. I mean, I, I'm always I'll always be a Woodchuck fan. Uh, they blew. They really opened my mind mentally to craft beer besides Bud Light, and then also into like just craft beer in general. Like I, I've been drinking Woodchuck since the very beginning. You should go to Vermont. And oh, I I, I would you bring like, me some sip of sunshine back. I'm a huge fan of Woodchuck. I'll always be a fan of Woodchuck. I think cider wise, I think they're more balanced than sweet. But no, they're very sweet. When, when you when you start Not to become a hophead, like when you really start to appreciate IPAs a little more, I know. Oh, yeah, it, it, well, what it does, it ruins step. you. It's man. an acquired taste. That, yeah, it's an acquired taste. You're at IPAs where I am with sours. Like I can't. I am struggling. Like to get on board we with we them, will turn I'm Jeff. Learning, but I'm learning, and I'm we trying. will turn Jeff. Oh, you know I. Uh, what, what did I vote for number two a couple weeks ago? Home Sour Home, man. Home Sour Home, because it was smooth and blended. Freaking great sour. One, one of these episodes, we're going to have a, a woodchuck show off, and we're going to do a battle of the of the woodchucks. Ooh, let's do a blind taste test of all the mainstream ciders. I, yeah, I would be like, uh, they're all the same. 
You know, it, it's so difficult now because Mackenzie's will tear it up. Mackenzie's is my second favorite cidery, oh, hands down. How about who makes the, the Irish one? Murphy's makes uh, is it Murphy's? Magners. Magners. That's not bad either. That's sweet to me. I had to choke three of those down for an untapped badge. <laughs> all about that badge. Known, Boom! Uh, little known uh, fact about most of those ciders is all of them are from concentrate except for McKenzie's. So if you see McKenzie's in the store, it's actually made with real apples. They're from New York. They've got the best apples, and they make it with real apples. So it's it's a great cider, and we always have McKenzie's on tap. They're my fave. Yeah, I like. I, I, I'll give you that. McKenzie's is Woodchucker. McKenzie's my seasonal. top two. That apple pie. Oh my god, I don't know. it's I, so good. I'll give a Woodchuck Fall Harvest. A run for its money. Really? Yeah. All right. I'm into it. Well, well one, one of these days we'll, we'll do a, a battle do, of styles. I used to do wood, Woodchuck Reserves all the time. Oh, they're barrel? Mostly because they're like Holy yeah, they're 10% barrel. alcohol. And uh, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is yeah. not as sweet. Oh, this is the go. Oh, all right. Okay. So, David David opened up a, a crowler just now from Cigar City. It is White Oak. White White Oak. What does that say? White Oak Age High Lie with blueberries. With blueberries. So he, he somehow got this. No, no, this is Growler Tuesday. Growler. Come on, bro. This is their bra. traded Growlers, man. Growler Tuesday, bro. So these, you, that like He's stuff you can only get from on Cigar right City? Now. On Tuesdays. And you get whatever they treated. So they took their regular white highlight, oak. aged it on white oak chips. Which is what and they, they, they can that. White yeah. oak highlight. Right. Then so they, they treat it with, with blueberries. And then they treat it with blueberries. Okay, so let's. So let's, it's, a, it's a double treatment. Yeah, I would agree with that. Probably that's, at the same time. I think they'll treat it at the same time. Sticky, so, medicinal a little bit. I get a lot of blueberries on the smell as we're all. That's exactly, yeah, 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 a lot of blueberries. Dude, I'm excited. Taste it. I'm generally <laughs> excited. Like a and dry, sun. dry, it's dry, it's a dry like a smell. Capri, capri sun. Yeah. Like a Capri Sun. Dude, when you taste it, it, it is like it just pure Mike, we gotta blueberry, see man. This is Come good. On, guys. All right, here we go. This is the IPA that changes Mike's whole existence. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Dude. I really like that. Yeah. It almost hey. tastes like blue paw. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, with, with a hoppiness to it, yeah. yeah. It's like a real blueberry. Yeah, I really it's not like, like a blueberry flavor. By the way, like... I love blue paw, so I'm not trying to knock on that, but this is nowhere near. I'm knocking on it. <laughs> this, this is, is so awesome. mean. So mean. I, I like blue paw. Hey, that was my beer, and I'll tell you what, I'll still grab a pint we're bringing, of that. We're bringing Bumbleberry back. Oh my! And, and Bumbleberry is so good too, guys. It's good. I'll give you that. That's yeah, I, I, here I am knocking ciders, and he's I like, like "I'm bringing bumbleberry." I'm like, "Sign me up." That's a honey. I, I like this, and it is great. I like this because the blueberry really cuts down on the hoppiness. But you still like get it. the lingering you get, bitterness. You get the linger on the end, but you it's know, not I, overwhelming. It's I lost not, a lot of the white oak though. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, white yeah. oak is almost gone. Don't um, worry, I got a can of white oak. We can crack that if you want. It's raining now, but. It is. Um, it's I, I, I really like it. Game. I really like it because the blueberries really make a difference in terms of of making it smooth and and not. You feel like it cuts in the bitterness. Yeah, it cuts in the bitterness, okay. and that's why I don't mind bitterness on the end or in the beginning. But if, if, if it's that middle bridge, that middle bridge, I don't like. I don't understand I bitterness being a big thing, I, and, and for some reason, I like IPAs because I would never eat bitter food as if it was the best thing on earth. But bitter beer is good. I don't understand why. But. I kind of get where you're coming from on that, though. Like, like if you had, like, a really bitter food, you wouldn't be like, I no, can't like, wait to eat uh, arugula. What, what is that vegetable <laughs> that's super bitter? Arugula that's, is a real bitter Yeah, grain. yeah, and, like, you don't eat a lot of that. No. Unless it's mixed with a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so I, I, I really like, I like this one. White, white oak, blueberry, highlight. From Crowler Tuesdays from Cigar City. This um, pulled a 4.3 on Untapped with a total of 89 people voting on it. Not bad. I, I'd probably give it a 4.25. I, I, I would give it above a 4. Um, so, it's a good beer. Yeah, absolutely. Excuse me. So, moving forward, as we enjoy this blueberry highlight on Oak Age, Ballast Point, Jeff. I've heard. Bought out for one billion dollars. Billion with a B. No. Billion with a B. Way by who? Constellation. Corona, Corona Company. Constellation brand. So that would be Corona Modelo. Correct. Tecate too. I don't know for sure. But Corona and Modelo, most people know. Billion dollars. One billion dollars. Making it the largest buyout in craft beer to date. What's going to happen to that brewery? I don't think anything Good. bad. Oh, anything bad? I don't think anything bad. Uh, Ballast Point is already killing it with what they're doing, and you don't spend a billion dollars to change what they've done successfully. So. They're going to yeah, keep yeah. people that are doing things 
I don't, think, I don't think it'll change in terms of quality or product. It just yeah. we'll just have a different ownership. And and also with them buying it out versus an InBev or or a, you know somebody like that, they're not buying it out to offset macro losses. They're buying it out because like Corona isn't the same as Budweiser. You know, like yeah. Modelo kind of fits into craft beer in its own way too. So, like, I don't think they're trying to offset. Maybe they are trying to offset losses, but I don't think you do that with a billion dollar buyout. No. And also, I, they're not the people who are going to destroy a brand. You know. So no, I no, think, no, no. I think that they're going to do fine with it, and they're just. I, I, if anything, you'll see Ballast Point a lot more places. They're going to use that distribution market that they yep. have. Piggyback and, yeah. and they're going to make that brand huge. But hopefully, I mean, hopefully, fingers crossed, the quality stays the same. But I don't I, see any reason it shouldn't. Is there any way that we can get Wahoo White, which is their wheat ale? Is there any way, a wheat beer, sorry. Can we get that with the Thai chili lime and ginger treatment that they do to it? Is there any way that we can get that in cans? Oh, my God. Let me call Did you, up, did you have that? Uh, <laughs> Let's call Ballast you never, Point. You guys never got that? Ballast Point, we'll tell yeah. them. So, uh, just uh, Constellation brands include Corona, Modelo, Victoria, and Pacifico. Yeah. So very, very uh, widely, widely popular, very common. So, obviously, Ballast Point's going to show up everywhere. So well, hopefully for, that makes them, makes them able to get some more Dorado out here because I don't ever find that. Yeah, just, well, <laughs> but... It just increases distribution. It, it literally yeah. just increases distribution for them. I, th- I, I mean, I hope it just increases so, distribution, not you know ruin the quality either. You, how about this? You, you brew will always be sculpting. So let's say, you brew, let's say you brew. Let's say you brew some beer and you got fifty thousand cans going out to distribution. Right. Those fifty thousand cans, some sit in Florida, some sit here, some sit there. If they were to kind of move that stuff around a little bit, maybe it would never sit. It would sell. Right. Well, I mean, I, I, it's, it's curious to see why, you know, in terms of a billion dollars for Ballast Point. Oh, yeah. like, only, and Anheuser-Busch only offers Cigar City, what, $500 million? That's And that's where I kind of that's, that's, that's what they say. Well, Speculated. Here's, here's the difference, though, is actually because we're regional, we think of Cigar City as bigger than Ballast Point, but Ballast Point's already way bigger than Cigar They're City. They're everywhere, yeah. Ballast Point is a national brand. Cigar City, I Cigar think, is available in Atlanta, Atlanta and it's New York. York. It's yeah. only a, yeah, three or four states, I think. Yeah, that's it. Get Cigar City. So. so, yes, it's great, and it's well sought after, and they're trying to get in other states, but Ballast Point is a bigger brand. Um, now, the, the one that surprises me is when you put a comparison with that in Goose Island, um, which is was a national brand that already had off-premise distribution in every Publix, uh, yeah. Walmarts. I mean, they were everywhere. Well, they had a brewery buyout, in New York, too. And their buyout wasn't anything close yeah, yeah, to Yeah, yeah. I think Goose Island Goose has, Island has a place in New York. in Chicago, but they have a brewery in New York as well. Yeah, yeah. and they weren't anywhere close to a billion dollars. And they were they were in the same tier as Ballast Point when they got bought out. So well, Ballast Point is, I mean, they're a big brand, but nobody's offering Oscar Blues or anybody close to a billion dollars. So, yeah, the billion dollar mark is a little surprising to me. Yeah. Um, you expect it to be lower? Way, or higher, way, way lower. Uh, I I couldn't believe a billion, but I mean, when you own Corona, point, when you get a big a company dollars. with that much know. distribution, like they they'll probably make that billion dollars back in ten years. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, the the rest of the article now that we brought up money is that it says uh, Ballast Point's 2015 sales are ex- are expected to clear 115 million. So let's say they make. So it's going to take them eight years to It'll take them at least eight years to even break a billion dollars. Right. Which is interesting because you buy a company for a billion dollars when they're only expected to make 115. Yeah. So that short-term investment's not there at all. Yeah, this year. And Ballast Point, I think, is bigger this year than last year and then the year before that. How much has grown over the next five years? I think think Ballast Point has grown. I don't know numbers, but, I mean, they've, you know, they have the sculpin, they have the grapefruit sculpin. I'm sure there's another... You know, three varieties of scoping that they make, and and short-term investment, I think, that's mind-boggling. That 100, they'll get 115 million, but they bought the company for a billion. I bet you there that are you smarter see that people number. running those numbers than any of us. Yeah. Oh yeah. I bet well, you we're, see that we're paid to talk and voice too. our opinions. So that's where we're valuable. You know, you know that that number is going to increase too with the new distribution and the new visibility. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. So 115 million now. 
two, three years from now when they get in that same distribution network as, as Corona. Yeah. Um, you know, you might you might see them selling a lot more beer, and I guarantee you're going to start seeing Ballast Point commercials on TV. You're going to see them become a. That's very what I'm looking forward to. You see Ballast Point beer outside of America. Yeah, they're going to be a very visible brand. You know, wherever you can get something like. Corona. Wonder how they would do the commercials too. Yeah. Like a, like a fish comes up. Their bottles and, are awesome. And like they, spits out a, they, a, a, a sculpin no, bottle. They, they, they grab a fish and they cram it into a can. And like vacation, they the, brother. They grab a sculpin <laughs> out of the ocean and they smash it into a bottle. Yeah. They, all, they all just do the uh, the fish gill chug of beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that video? Yeah, I it's saw that. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So you guys think it's a good move, Mike? You think that's a good move for Constellation? I corona? Mean, for Corona, absolutely. For the people that owned Ballast Point before... I mean, I I'm, not, so. I'm not going to say no to a million, a billion dollars, but it's just like what I'm getting at as far as we are talking about beer, uh, craft beer companies growing outside of their own markets and becoming right. not craft beer companies. So you think it's a good move? But we, I mean, Corona, if, if, you, had, if you had the money. If I was Corona, I would absolutely buy Ballast Point. For a billion dollars. Ooh, that's I, I, one I scoff at. I don't know. I don't know what a billion dollars is, so it's hard for me to like make that. It's call. a lot of zeros. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hard for me to like uh, it's, grasp it's that one number. More million than nine hundred and ninety-nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure all of us would buy if we had the I'm money. Sure, we would all buy. I'm sure Ballast they'll Point. figure it out. I'm sure Ballast Point's going to be fine. I'm sure the beer is going to continue to be. It's, oh yeah. I think it's. Good I, well, I don't think, I think any of us are worried about that. I think it's a good move. I think it's a great move by Ballast Point. Not even. I mean. God willing, they don't kill the brand. But even so, who do you, who says no to a billion dollars? Great move, Ballast yeah. Point. Good job. You got two thumbs up from me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Consolation. Uh, we'll see, man. I don't I, know. That's I don't think it's a gamble. Money. I don't think it's a gamble. I they'll think, make the money. I think back they'll make it back. But man, they paid all. They paid a lot of money for. If it's a for, great investment, great. But if, they, if, they, if it takes a long time for them to make the money, they're going to make the money back, you're right. I mean, I, Eventually. I'd be willing yeah. to say Ballast Point is one of the fastest growing craft breweries in the country right now. So they, I think they're buying largely on projected increase in sales, Yeah. which any number of things can happen to that. Right. So if you buy on, on what you have now, what the value of the company is, I mean, they're about to make $115 million, not a billion. So, yeah, I mean... I, I watched Shark Tank. Not that that makes me a business expert, but I guarantee <laughs> that Mark Cuban would be like, "Why am I giving you a billion dollars for a hundred and fifteen million dollar company?" Right. So you know, I don't. I, Ballast Point's great. Their beers are great. They are growing and getting into distribution way faster than anybody else that I've seen right now. Yeah. So projected sales increase probably through the roof, and I guarantee that's what Constellation was looking. That's at. something that but, yeah, big companies like ooh, whoever risky, owns man. Corona and all them they they think about those things, and it's a calculated risk. You know, yeah. over 15 or 20 years, they could definitely make their money and, and I'm, more. I'm sure, I'm sure they, they solidified the decision. And if it, if it, if it, if it craps yeah. out tomorrow, they, they're, they're not hurting for money. Right. I'm sure they, they put in enough research and whatnot to, to, make, to prove that it's a good move. But They've also got the money to put in for bigger production facilities, and they can, yeah. make, they can just re- repeat the recipes and make more beer and distribute it everywhere else. I'll tell you this, man. It's a, it's a good sign for craft beer as a whole. If somebody's going to invest that kind of investment, that's going to take them eight years to pay back. Absolutely. They've, I mean, that's a big company that's doing the research and looking into craft beer, and they don't see craft beer going anywhere. They're going right. to make that kind of investment. Right. So that's, I mean, that's a good sign for craft beer as a whole. If somebody's willing to pay a billion dollars for a craft brewery, that that means that the are longevity you, you of this industry, this industry <laughs> looks bright because nobody's spending a billion dollars on a dying industry. So pretty much, David, uh, Constellation, you knew you were here for part of that. Um, the part I think you missed was Ballast Point is going to make $115 million this year. So the question that they just answered was, was it a good move for Constellation to buy Ballast Point for a billion dollars when they're expected to make $115 million? Um, I think for the long-term uh, success of a macro brewery is to buy a uh, – even though – Ballast Point, I'd even argue, if they're macro and micro right. at this point. Um, I think it's smart. It's called uh, surviving. Right. And, they, and, yeah, while it might be 115 this year, what is it next year, 125? 
135 they and how many here? people aren't drinking Corona or Pacifico that are picking other other craft yeah, beers it's a right. slow instead. and right. steady it's like a, a shift of the I the, the, scales it, yeah. it, there's there's the big corporate man laying there on the on on the asphalt chalked out and he's got a he's got a pretty good wound in the side uh-huh. and he's slowly be- bleeding out and that that Blood is, you know, going in the asphalt, which is all of our uh, craft uh, craft breweries. Right. So they're bleeding out, and they know it. They know it, and, it, and it's, they have it's the money ramping. to buy up all the the smaller people. Do who it are out now. Their hands out. Correct. It's yeah. ramping up. It's 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 not like it's a a slow. Cu- this thing is speeding up. Right. And every year, more and more craft breweries are opening. More and more percentage of craft beer is being drank rather than mi- macro versus micro. Now is the time to start buying those microbreweries and start getting them locked in smart move so long term i think we all agree it was a smart move i think i think three or four years especially if you have the money like corona does to buy a a brewery for a billion dollars because they have time to sit on it and then take no take all that beer and distribute it around the united states boom done to make their money back in four years they've got to be making what 250 million a year they won't make it this year they won't, they won't make, make it. I don't think they won't make it for five years, at least. Right. No. I, I have a feeling yeah. every year, yeah. every year it's going to continue to ship. Every year, every year it's going to get more and more. Yeah. I, it's, it's fucking poor. And now they, that with their money, though, have the ability to increase production and distribute more beer as well. So, like, they're not going to be sitting on any beer. They're going to make more and distribute and sell more. Yeah. It, so, it, 115 it, this long. year five could years. very well be 200 million next year. Five years. Watch. Five years? All right. Five years. Next article. We're never going to know. <laughs> yeah, we're never going to know. Next that's article. That's not static, guys. That's rain. Yes, yeah. it's, it's pouring out. Typical Florida. As Jeff can also see, and has, we talked about last week about buying uh, Anheuser-Busch buying competition out. Anheuser-Busch, this is today. Today's news bought out Golden Road Brewing, which a brewery I've never heard of. Never heard of I'll them. be honest. i never heard of them. Where are they out of? Uh, Hold on. I, I might be able to find that out. Let's see. I haven't looked it up because uh, I just pulled these articles last minute. They're out of Los Angeles, L.A. All right. So, oh, uh, yeah, I'll go. Uh, Golden Road Brewing. Yep, and it's subsidy. Already changed the subsidy of Anheuser-Busch now. Um, let's take a look at their beer list. So, first off, I don't think it was a smart move. Being in an area that's already devastated by drought. Right. So they're already doing water restrictions on these breweries. So not a smart oh move God. unless they're going to take the recipes and bring yeah. them elsewhere. We are uh, not in a drought. <laughs> no. <laughs> Scrolling through there, get a funnel. Looking at their ratings, other than strategical being in a bunch of different spots throughout the United States, yeah, it's not smart. Um, I'm looking. None of their beers are breaking 4.0s. They're all 3.9s and belows. So you got a bunch of mediocre beer. That's being bought up. They'll fit wow. right in right. with Anheuser then. Wow. Can they hear us? It's about to be I too so. loud. It's about to be too loud to even talk about Yeah. It. We'll have to get really close to the mic. Yeah. But uh, Golden Road is on a 45,000 barrel system. That's 1.4 million gallons annually. Uh, they haven't released the, uh, the, the dollar amount they bought them for. But cool fact is the founder of Golden Road is a female. Which Yay. I think is cool. Go craft beer. Go craft beer. That's so interesting. I, she's a very rich woman now. <laughs> so, I just pulled up two beers. Just her primarily? She's a sole owner and founder? Uh, uh, according to the article, yeah. So, Golden Road brews a beer called Wolf Mother that got a 4.0. And they also have uh, another beer that's... Uh, Brandy Barrel Aged Hudson Imperial Rye Porter that got a 4.0. Again, unless they're going to use that brewery to brew other beer, they're more mediocre beers. Yeah. I, I don't see that as being a smart decision at no, all. I don't think that's a good decision either because we have, I've never even heard of Golden Road ever. Maybe no. they bought them for a billion dollars. I think, I, think, I think anything that a giant beer company can buy to offset their losses is a good decision by them. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're looking out for their bottom line, and any anything that they can own that's going to take away from the beer that they're I mean, making themselves yeah. is going to be a good decision on a, on a company like Anheuser-Busch. Look, yeah, yeah. Looking at the books, 
it might have been smart financially, but in the terms of, and we'll talk about it more in the next bottle share, I'm sure. Uh, of course. Longevity. And but will that, will that brewery become a billion-dollar brewery? Most likely not. Yeah, it's like, you know, other know, than like 8, maybe. like 8,000 breweries in the country. So <laughs> maybe <laughs> 4,000. 4, <laughs> maybe other than buying a brewery to maybe mass produce other beers that are, you know, maybe moving stuff around, shaking things up. But I just, I don't, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but the bubble I, I feel is going to really, really hurt some of these purchases. We're going to, we're in a big bubble and it's going to pop. I and just hope that they start brewing some bush light. <laughs> start brewing me some bush light. <laughs> golden bush light by Golden Road. Golden, golden Road. Golden, bush golden Road, Goose Island, you know, rare. I mean, I don't. I mean, we don't have a, a figure amount, so we can't really judge on on monetary. But I mean, why, how does that make sense for them to buy an LA brewery? That I mean, what are they trying to accomplish? I mean, uh, they're not a cigar city. They're not a stone. They're not. They're not even a Sweetwater. Well, uh, uh, and LA is not short on breweries. Absolutely and LA is no, no, yeah. under a drought, and it's not a good area and, yeah, so right now. Yeah, California is cutting back on their output, how much they can make. And They're Sierra Nevada is only making a fraction of what they could make. And they have water restrictions like yeah. you wouldn't believe. Yeah. For every gallon of beer made, I think it's three or four gallons of water is used in that process for cleaning, for all kinds cooling, of different things. The whole process. Tem- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, used in water to cook. So, yeah. I mean, used in more water to make uh, you know, a beer than So can you know, imagine? Yeah, yeah. You're already under those restrictions. I don't think it's smart. I don't think yeah. it's smart at all. Not to mention just... I, I mean, as a business standpoint, how much more expensive it is to run a business in California to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Cigar so, City uh, Cigar City gets bought up by Goose Island. Or I mean, uh, by InBev. Goose Island gets bought up by InBev. Smart. Smart moves. Right. And they're, you can they're do established something. brands. Yeah. Maybe they are established in L.A. I, I, Jesus Christ, Jeff. <laughs> no, they're not. No. I'm kidding. I've been there. They're not. So uh, <laughs> David says it's a bad move. Jeff, you say it's a... It's From what a, we know, which it's is a pretty questionable much, move, we don't know yeah, much about the yeah. unless the, the books might be looking good. Unless the yeah, unless the money made sense on either end. I mean, it could be one of those things that that Anheuser is such a a buzzword company for any buyout that this could have been a freaking tiny blip on the radar that got an article written about it, and now we're talking about it. Like this could have been a a three hundred thousand dollar buyout, and we shouldn't even be talking about it because it's so insignificant. I mean, their but, output is one point four million. I, I put the gallons, article, but, but gallons, not barrels. Yeah. So what if, what if again it goes back to a previous episode? What if it's about securing uh, hops, barley, malt, yeast? What if it's maybe water. securing? Yeah, but if they're trying to secure water, you what, think they'd no. buy a brewery and? But what if every? What if all breweries have a certain allocation of water? And it, it behooves them to just have as many breweries as possible so that they can or just that would only, that sheer would only volume. benefit them if sheer they were volume. able to transfer what, their water allocation to their main brewery. What if, if it's another acquisition of another brewery in a strategical section of the United States that allows them to continue to buy uh, crops that are already in low volume or you know hard to get? And they're just locking up more of the products so that somebody else is having a tougher time to get it. Maybe it's you surprising, man, because it's it's one of those markets that's not a it's not an open market over there. That's a watered down market. There's so much quality beer out there. It's like it's like I wouldn't want the brewery. I wouldn't want to be a a, a a tiny little baby fish in the biggest pond. You know around what I mean? the brewery, like, around there's um, sharks over there, and you're going to be uh, that tiny Smith. little baby. Yeah, you know? Smith, the brewery. You know, yeah, the and brewery, then not yeah. only that, but that's also that's California. That's I mean, there's that's the hipster. That's hipsterville. You don't want to go open a brewery right so now in Southern be, California. So no. you want to be it would not be you want buy one the Anheuser-Busch owned smallest brewery in LA that no hipster in, on earth is going to want to go to and you're going to be that you're going to be yeah. that brewery I, I mean right. I to me I don't think it makes sense you bring sense. that up you're almost like uh, asking maybe, to fail right I mean yeah. think about what Anheuser does when they buy breweries they kill them for the most part in on premise nobody wants no true craft beer drinker is drinking Anheuser owned beers so 
So you're going to be that small brewery in that giant market of all that quality beer. And you have and Anheuser's name. Anheuser. And exactly. you have that so name. Like, yeah. you're, you might, I mean, they might have just killed that brewery right now. That's what I'm thinking. They might have bought it to kill it. They might have killed to it. To use the facility for something else. Right. They might have just yeah. killed it. I mean, that's the thing. I, I know that's a big thing in distribution, and I, I'm not going to point fingers at any individual dist- uh, distributors, but that's, that's a thing where they buy up small breweries to kill the brand, and that brewery gets locked into a contract. They focus zero on distributing their beer. That that brewery ends up dying in distribution world, and they they die out. And the reason they do it is because that's a direct competitor of their larger brand that they carry. Ready for the comment? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> so, Jeff, <laughs> you say you say that that's questionable. Uh, I, I think it's more than questionable. I don't even care what the monetary value is. I think it was a dumb sellout by Golden Road. I, I mean, Anheuser, do your thing, man. You got more money than God. I don't care what you do, but yeah, but. Golden Road, you should you should have known better, honestly, because that's it's popping here. Holy shit! I was hoping to see titties. <laughs> <laughs> Golden, I mean, realistically, like <laughs> David on it. Party over there. Um, Whether the motive was to kill the brewery or absorb it into their own or whatever they wanted to do with it, I think Anheuser Busch made a good call because it's gonna. It's going to tag their name to something that's successful if it's successful. And if they wanted to kill it, it's one less person out there selling beer. So you think that was a good move? Yeah. And by the guys who were making the beer, uh, what was it called? Golden Road. Golden Road. Golden Road. Yeah. They're going to go elsewhere. They took some money and they got the recipes. If I they're think making, they, making good beer, the they're, they're going to keep making good beer if they're making good beer. I mean, I would assume they probably offered her like maybe $200 million. Maybe less. Maybe like she just you know yeah. for whatever reason maybe just, just was tired of it. See, if LA you're life, you're just the, like, oh, the, the, all the restrictions. Two hundred million dollars. I'll take two hundred million dollars and, 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 and I'll take it and I'll go do something else. She with probably it. knew they were going to. Ki- I'm assuming they were going to kill the brand. Yeah, they would have signed the brand. contracts. Now there's a no compete. You can't reopen a brand for like two years or something. Under your name, under your name, you can still be affiliated and have someone else do it for you. I think she took the money and probably ran and and has was probably killing the brand and making their apple ale, reds. Who knows? Anyway, very last topic. For this one, they're gonna I, make a pumpkin peach ale, pumpkin peach <laughs> cider, yeah, or a pumpkin peach, yeah, ale. You're right. Continuing the craze with not your father's branded products, Ultra V. They're coming out with not your father, not your father's ginger ale. They shouldn't, be, they shouldn't be wasting their time with that. Ginger they should bring ale? back that twelve percent root beer. The seventeen percent. Does any does anybody drink ginger ale without? Oh like my you're in god! It? When you're sick, when you're sick <laughs> <ginger> <laughs> you got diarrhea. Get out of here! They should have done a cream soda. <laughs> so, so you, yes. So you mean you drink yes. ginger ale with liquor. cream soda? You drink g- not your father's. Listen to and me. Do a cream soda. Yeah, yeah a cream soda. Absolutely, I'm all on board of that. Oh, I, I, I'm. You're talking, so you're we're day, November 19th, 2015. Jeff came up with the idea. Not your father's cream soda. Paps. Paps. You need to take Pat not your father's trademark it, and you need to freaking make a cream soda. <laughs> Absolutely, you no, said you heard it here first. With vanilla, yeah. 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 kickback. Four million dollars. <laughs> That's all we ask. A million each. But I don't know. Do I love it? Yes, I love it. Do okay. I think not your father's is going to put out a quality product? Absolutely. I not- think it's going to be great. I think it's going to sell well. Nothing wrong with it. Just bring back the seventeen percent root beer. I'll be happy. So <laughs> I'm all for that. Okay. So there's three variations of not your father's root beer. The five point nine percent, which is the one we is have. the one that we can all That's get. That's the one we get all the time. It, um, they're out of Illinois as well. Um, that beer pulls a four point one, which it's which rightfully so well deserved. Over ice cream, it's amazing. Just letting you guys know that now. It's like the, the best root beer I've ever had. Taste buds, but it's, it's got alcohol. <laughs> it's got a little bit of a metallic taste. <laughs> exactly. Slightly. A little extra fun. Uh, the 10.7 uh, variant that they did, which I would say would be like a, a double specialty, pulled a 4.4 in the ratings. That is no joke. That is Have solid. you had that? No. That's and then, Can you get that, David? I, With the whale beer? <laughs> well, I, I, I think it might be draft only. Okay. Okay. Right. Then we have, so we have... Darren, the, the, uh, we have the Darren, we have a uh, the Not Your Father's Root Beer 19.5%. 19.5. Bring that one back. That's higher than a higher math. four and a half on, on the on untapped. And let me That's tell you something. That's just because by, any, by the time anyone gets a rating, they've had like one and a half and they're pretty drunk already. This is great. When that beer came out, I kept a, a really close eye on the rating system. A lot of people were saying that that beer is super smooth. I For bet. 19.5%. 
It not tastes boozy or anything. No, that's, that's always said smooth. It, they said it's phenomenal. Nineteen percent is gonna be smooth. It's gonna be Jeff, boozy. Smooth. Can you get that beer in here? You get the regular. Jesus. Use your know. use your power on your Wednesday night power. I don't know who's so, bring that uh, in. How am I gonna tell them that? Absolutely ribbon. You, how much they distribute. They distribute not your father's paps. Yeah, paps is. Uh, they're rolling out they, forty states. They wanted the, to keep that quiet. By the way, damn it, paps we just ruined it. Wanted to keep that quiet and you beer out of this. Right, not live. Really? Yeah. And paps was trying to keep it like we. It's craft beer. Yeah. It's not it macro. Is craft. It's right, craft right. soda it's beer. Macro. So we're getting it nationwide, according to the article, February of 2016. Lame. But uh, it's eleven dollars for a six pack. Oh 19, yeah, yeah. Nineteen yeah. five. It's already it eleven dollars for a six pack. So my oh, question, the ginger, the ginger, okay. the ginger oh, yeah. Oh, okay, I it's coming out in the beginning of the year. We might be able to get it early, but uh, yeah, what's that? I gotta run. You gotta run. All right. Well, d- quick question. You think it's worth it? Twelve dollars for a six pack of ginger. I will buy it. Okay. Yep. Okay, guys. Hundred percent. Hey, it was fun. It was real, but it really wasn't that fun. Peace it out. Was. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks. Right. And uh, we'll, bring, out, we'll bring some beers we'll be here. here in a few minutes. Sure. All right. Sure. We'll be here. All right, guys. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot. Love you all. Mean it. Remember that time you said that Boston was swell? He's a real dick. <laughs> I don't think he heard you. I'll be over there in a second, Boston. Uh, Mike, you think it's you think it's worth it? Eleven ninety nine for six six pack of ginger ale. It's got it's got beer in it. I'll. I'll I'll spend twelve bucks on a six pack if I need to. You think it's a good move? I don't know. I don't know what the market is going to be for ginger ale. The only time I usually drink ginger ale is if I pour like crown royal inside of it. I'm keeping that stuff in my house constantly. That is that is again a cider beer. That's a that's a chick beer. That's a bring it in your house. You have a girl come over. You got to try this. It's so good. You got a friend who doesn't like craft beer, dude. Try this; it's amazing. It's a this ginger is, ale. Yeah, this. Is I just don't ever know people that drink solid. ginger ale. Period. So you know what this is? This is tailgate barbecue beer. That's okay. what I want. Drinking ginger ale Maybe. out in the out in the sun all day. Put that on you the all boat. about Bush Light though. Yeah. Put it on I'm the boat. all about Bush Light. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm about Rolling Rock on the boat. <laughs> Rolling Rock. <laughs> I'll do some Rolling Rock. You get on the boat. Rock. It's all about Rolling Rock. Man. What? No, oh, yeah. Bush Light all day. Anybody who drinks Corona on the boat, you're crazy. I don't understand how you do that. Corona, when it gets warm, is the funkiest, piss-tasting beer It does ever. smell exactly yeah. like when pee, even when, when it's cold. When it is yeah. cold, it's all, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, With a lime, it's all right. I mean, I think I think they're just it's a hype train that they're jumping on. Everyone's I don't know ever- how long a ginger ale beer is going to last. No, and root beer is going to be their thing. they got to bring back that yeah. 19.5, though. Do it. They, Not your yeah, father's I'm listen. definitely down for that. 19.5. That's what I want. I want to drink one beer and be shit canned. I mean, I think they're just capitalizing on the Not Your Father's brand right now because it's everywhere. It's hot. So as as long as the beer is, I think I think it's a, if it's an average beer, I think it'll sell crazy. Yeah. But we'll see how they do it because because uh, I mean ginger ale is just not popular. I, I think I think what Jeff said the, the cream soda would be a, a, a bigger hit. I'd do a backflip. Off this building, yeah, for not your father's cream soda at nineteen five. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us are excited for the nineteen five, for obvious reasons. It would be higher, higher math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that wraps up. I don't even know what time we're at. An, just under an hour. So that forty five minute goal didn't really happen, but we're close. So thanks for listening to an episode four of Behind the Bar. On behalf of David and myself, thanks for watching. And Jeff, you have any? It's plug time. Just plug anywhere, man. Time to plug uh, it. Sorry, I'm putting out fires. Um, Saturday. Dogfish Head. Dogfish Head. Saturday. Come in. It's going to be awesome. 21 beers for 20 years. Okay. It was 20, but then we added another draft. So it's actually 20 drafts plus worldwide in the bottle. Come in all day. It's going to be awesome. We're getting shit canned. Oh, yeah. I'm calling out of work that day. <laughs> Mike number two. I'll be It's plug time. Just plug it anywhere. Uh, Orchid Island Brewery. Open... Uh, Tuesday to Saturday. Where is Orchid Eye located? Beer Beach, Florida. Right on the beach. And what do you guys specialize in? Uh, mostly West Coast IPAs. Awesome. So check out Orchid Island. Visit Micah's luxurious beard. We will be here Saturday, me and Jeff. doing. I'll, I'll a, be here Saturday. Too. Okay. Well, Mike will be here. So you can join the three of us. We'll be here Saturday for the kick-ass Dogfish 20th anniversary. It's my favorite brewery, so I'm definitely not missing out on this one. Uh, and then... As always, feel free to come by every Thursday at 4.30 if you want to be on the show. That's an open invite for anybody who drinks craft beer. Uh, and then loyalty members, will figure something out for you guys. But, yeah, Thursdays, 4.30, World of Beer UCF. Thanks for listening.